0: You know what time it is, no matter where you've been, so let's do it again. Listen up and let the sun shine and we've got soul training. Ooh, time to practice what you preach.
1: Ooh, yeah. Yes, we do, we've got soul training. Hey, what do you think that makes soul training so... uh why why aren't we such like seal team 6 i mean like we're such a tight knit group what
0: makes us that way what do you think so is that personal touch that, that that personal relationship right it is
1: that personal relationship i mean you know what you know zig Ziglar says that people will not become interested in you until you what become interested in them so i think that's why we have what we have is that personal touch i mean i don't know if we could, uh, I don't know if I could survive SEAL training or not, but... Uh, <laughs> I know I couldn't. I could. I was in a, My son rolled me out of bed this morning about 5.45 when we to go to the gym with him, and I got on the treadmill for 30 minutes and then uh, did some other things and got in the sauna, and I finally got to feel like what a... Uh, you know, what cookie dough felt like. I kind of <laughs> felt like that because <laughs> I asked him later, I said, how hot is it in there? And he said, Uh oh, about 200 degrees. I said, well, you know, I was rising.
0: <laughs> you know, there for a minute. I was, right. I was
1: hoping somebody was going to check on me. I was about to get burnt.
0: That's rough. You know, I tried seal training one time. Did, you, did it make you bark? Hey, well, I couldn't ever get that rubber ball to bounce in my nose. You know, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, I think uh, this is a
1: little, little different. <laughs> Well, he always gets an A for effort, though. You know, you got
2: to give it to him. He's not afraid to throw one out there and just see. They're not always winners.
0: you miss 100% of the shots you never take. That's right. (laughs) I heard Michael Jordan say
1: that. I didn't hear him say it, but I read that he said that.
2: That was a Wayne Gretzky
1: quote. Are you sure?
2: That's what I thought. I don't know. You know what
1: Wayne Gretzky's hockey number was?
2: What?
1: 99. What two teams (laughs) did he play for?
2: He played for the – was it the – his hockey teams, Los Angeles.
1: Well, that was the. See, you're you're a, a young Jedi. See, I'm an older Jedi. So that was he played for the Edmonton Oilers in the '80s, and then he later played for and bought the L.A. Kings. Okay. So that I don't part, know how we
2: got there.
1: So training sports edition. But, but that uh, that part, I think that's why we. That's what it takes to have a tight relationship. Is you have to make an investment. You have to have a personal. Commitment—you have to see the reason. You have to connect the dots. And today, we're going to spend just a few minutes talking about how many in the the world, the secular world, or the world, and sometimes even Christians who claim to be Christians, that they love Jesus but not the church. And that's a, that's a mouthful. You know, that's a, that's a pretty big topic. And I'm just going to ask both of you, then I have a few things to share later on or something. Some scriptures and. But why do you think that is? Why do you think that people love Jesus, but they don't love the church? And we're talking about some people will think, well, the church is the building, it's the classrooms, mm-hmm. the carpet, but, but it's not. It's it's the people. So why do you think people struggle with the people, but they still want Christ?
0: I think there's there's two sides to that. One is Jesus is easy to love because and you read about what he's done for us and all that it's 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 hard to it's hard to hate Jesus but also if you decontextualize him and you don't have other people that are teaching you things uh, about Jesus uh, addressing you with the harder sides of, of Jesus people craft Jesus in anything they want him to be and they make a Jesus in their own image and they that's easy to love and and really it's 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 self love and
1: oftentimes the quote unquote church does never gets close to the idea that they create,
0: yeah, sure, so sure. then the,
1: then you're just they're mad at the or they don't wanna they don't have time maybe they get fr- flustered with the church,
0: yeah, well see that's the other side is is the church is here, real people Jesus is a real person, I don't in any way mean to imply otherwise, but people that are physically present. Uh, that you're interacting with on a daily basis, and they're just as sinful and, and messed up as you are or have been, and they're going to uh, offend you. They're going to fail to live up to your expectations. They're going to have faults and foibles, and they're going to disappoint you. They're going to betray you. They're going to do all the things that, that humans do because they're they're humans, just like you are. Um and when people have those disappointing experiences with those in a church um and, and we're talking in, in broad t- terms here. I think a lot of the people that have taken this approach of well, I have a personal relationship with Jesus where you know I, I read my Bible by myself in my home, I you know go out walk in the woods, I find them there, I don't find them in the church. The reason they have gotten to that point is because they had some disappointing experience with a church.
1: That's what I was thinking about, too, that some or a disappointing experience with a person or, or yeah. a group of people. Uh, Joe, what do you think? Why do people love Jesus but not the church? Uh,
2: how many times have I told you I'm not here to talk? But you do it well. So. You do. Well, well,
1: uh, well, okay. This is not the Daniel and Alan show. A lot show. of
2: people love Jesus, but not necessarily the church. Well, I think, first of all, a lot of people, most people do love the church. Folks that are active in the assembly, they enjoy it. I know I have, always. Um, you guys are usually around in services, so I imagine you enjoy the church. Um,
1: I get renewed and refocused and strengthened
2: right, well, you're around like, like-minded folks to encourage each other. But it's kind of like what Daniel said. I can read about Jesus and I can feel good that my sins are forgiven and Jesus loves me, but there's no other accountability anywhere. Uh, nobody else is keeping an eye on me. So you feel like, you know, I've got Jesus in heaven watching me. He loves me. I don't have to worry about those people over there being accountable to anybody else. Does that make sense?
1: It does. I mean, you know, I, I don't
2: – I know – And then also, it's, kind of, it's the easy way out. It takes an effort to get to the assembly, you know. You have to want to do it. You have to wake up, put your clothes on, and go there, where if you have this, like Daniel mentioned, personal – where I do my personal study, we can do it on your own time, you know. You don't have to worry about a schedule. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the easy way out, too.
0: It is the easy way out because people, the church is full of people. It, it, it is people. It's made up of people. And, and people are messy. We all have our, our baggage and our problems and things that we're, we're bringing into the situation. And sometimes, you know, you're going to have those interactions that uh, many interactions are going to be positive and wonderful. But sometimes it's going to happen. You're going to have a negative interaction. And... If you aren't committed to the church as the bride of Christ, if you don't see the church as essential and you don't see the church as as vital to your faith and and to your service to Christ, then that allows you to not put in the hard work of fixing your relationship with the church and working on that relationship when it's not easy. And in some situations it's not always easy. Um, But the idea of loving Christ without loving the church or the other side of that coin, the idea of loving the church and not loving Christ really, is is nonsensical because the Bible presents them as a unit to us. Christ is the head of the church. The church is the body of, of Christ. And so if you separate the two, you're decapitating it, right? You know, you... Because so, it is a marriage. It, it is. It is a marriage.
1: I think about you know your your spouse and your spouse and my spouse and and uh, you know I think about our children. I mean they know that uh, you know we are committed to one another and all those things. But you're right. If if you're not committed, then you're decapitating. Uh, if you try to separate one from the other. So, and I was just going to say too, and I know that I think we did an episode with Andy Alexander about, I'm not Andy Alexander, it's a book Bible salesman. Andy. uh,
2: (laughs) There's still Bible salesmen out there?
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah, Yeah, online. I mean, but he he has a a shop in in a neighboring town. Anyhow. (laughs) What was the super nice fella? Andy uh, Baker. Andy Baker, yes, Mr. Baker. you know, we did that episode with him about COVID, and, and back to what Daniel says. I do think, you know, not to not to beat that horse again, but uh, I fell prey to that P R E Y. I fell prey to the the online stuff because of our way well, we did our congreg our congregation, the decision that were made for a while to, for safety, and it it was to be honest with you, uh, for a few weeks to to, you know, living room, Sunday morning, you have breakfast, and then we step over in the living room and, and we worship and sing and, and all those things. That was okay just for a little bit. But then even I realized after about two or three weeks, maybe a month, I don't know, I'm like, this is, we need to get back. This is not, this is not what Jesus died for,
0: you know, so. Uh, so missing those relationships. Yeah, you know, the Christian... Faith. And really the, the faith of of seeking Jehovah God even before Christianity, going back into uh, Israel and Judaism, is is meant to be he's meant to be sought as a part of a of community of faith. Um, It's a a corporate thing. We're supposed to seek Him together. And if we find ourselves uh, isolated somewhere that they are not other believers, then the biblical example is we set about immediately trying to change that situation and make other believers. Uh, So it's it's spreading. We're not meant to be isolated long term. Um, And thinking about the way... Jesus views the church. And I think for the sake of this discussion, we're we're saying it's inarguable that the person loves Jesus. Um, f- just for the sake of, of this argument, that's who we're talking about, the person that loves Jesus. All right, well, look at how Jesus viewed the church. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25 and following says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. So the, the passion, the love that Jesus has for his church, so much that he gave himself for her, ought to let us know that if we're going to love Jesus, we have to love His church. His church has to have a significant place in our life or that's going to hamper our relationship uh, with with Him because it's so vital uh, to to Him. Uh, So that means if we've had a negative experience with uh, the church, one, we need to consider the possibility that we haven't encountered the, the true church just because we encountered A church, uh, maybe they're not doing the things the way that uh, Christ Church in the Bible does them, and so maybe, maybe our encounter wasn't actually with authentic church. But uh, even if it was, you know, there's still humans that that are making it up. And if we love Jesus and we see how much He loved the church, then that motivates us to put in the hard work to work on that relationship that we have with the church, just like trying to redeem a marriage that is suffering or is, is at a difficult point.
1: You mentioned a key word, invest, investing or investment, putting in the—I like your phrase, putting in the work. In our little community, and this is not a Bible story or analogy or comparison, but putting in the work is. But in our little community a few years ago, we, our, our little football team was undefeated uh, the other way. Oh, and 11 are, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody got fired. Um, head coach got fired. But anyway, the new coach came in and, uh, I remember I listened to his shows, his on Saturday mornings, our little community, his coaches shows. And, and he tried to, to rebuild. He did end up playing for state championship a few, a few years after he got here, but he, um, uh, try to change the culture the mindset, but he would use what, the phrase that you just used. He said, our kids are going to come in every day. They're going to punch a clock. They're going to go to work. They're going to put in, put in the work. And so I think from a back to a church standpoint, that just as I learned during COVID, during the online stuff, that uh, I wasn't putting in any work. I actually put in zero work. I put in nothing no work, I mean, my effort was making sure that we had communion and uh making sure that we had good batteries in the remote <laughs> and the wi fi was up That was it, and I'm embarrassed to say that but i but I think that that was kind of across the board for everybody, you know, so we did we weren't putting in any work, so I'm like ephesians five is that you know I've got to put in the work. In order for my for it to work hand in hand, like you can't decapitate and separate, you got to be unified because we're sanctified.
0: Right, and Jesus wants His church to be glorious and uh, pure, not having wrinkle or any such thing. <clears throat> and so that means we love Him. We want to put in that work to try to help make the church what it's supposed to be. And if there's something we are noticing about it that doesn't line up with what Jesus' church and and the Scriptures are supposed to be, then we want to set about not uh, abandoning religion, not abandoning church altogether, but restoring church to what it's supposed to be. And I think every congregation needs to view restoration as a continual process, that we're continually trying to Notice if we uh, veer to one side or the other, you know, bringing it back within the the lines of of scripture and being what we're supposed to be.
2: Well, I think someone that um, that that loves Christ but doesn't love the church, they don't really understand the New Testament because the the church, the assembly, the church is kind of the focus of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're going to take Christ. And I'm going to be a Christian, but I'm not going to participate in any services. I'm not going to belong to a congregation anywhere. That's the opposite of what the New Testament's... I mean, look at all of the letters that were written. They're all written to a church here, a church there. Mm -hmm. Look at even Jesus and his apostles. It's not really thought of as a church, but they were a, a small... Congregation of congregants, right. their congregation, there—a community of faith. Of community of faith, walking around. It
1: was written I, to a church, not individuals.
2: Right. It's all. All these letters are always written to a church, to a That's body a good there. Good point. Um, so it's not written to you the prenticed household. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, and even, even the ones that are written to individuals, you know, like like Fleeman, still. He is a part of uh, a congregation, and and he's talking about his role within that. <clears throat> um, but something else that's tangential that I would like to to bring up here is for for these folks we're talking about that are are seeking a personal relationship with Jesus. There's maybe something that um, that we can learn from them, and you know, they're missing the mark on not appreciating the corporate way that we're supposed to approach God, that the church is very much an essential part of God's plan. But on the other hand, um, religion, our, our Christianity has to affect each one of us on a very deep, meaningful, personal level. I need to love Jesus myself. He needs to have changed my life, not in some unique way. Like There's a song that we sing, and uh, I apologize to any of our song leaders that are are listening to this, sing it a lot of places, but it just, it it rubs me the wrong way. It's one that, uh, I come to the garden alone. And the message there is, I come to the garden alone, um, you know, walking and holding hands with, with God there. And there's this line that says, the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Well, if I believe the Bible, then I think many other people have shared that very same joy. And if I'm an evangelist, I'm seeking to help everybody share that very same joy. I don't feel like I have a unique... A market. Yeah, I don't have it cornered. Jesus hasn't done something uniquely for me that's not available to to everyone. That in no way discounts what He's done for me. But um, anyway, that may be... So
2: you're moving into the personal Savior... Side of things here now, right?
0: A, a little bit, but more more as an aside, I guess where I really was was going.
1: I'm glad he is because I, I I thought about a word that you used that uh-huh. I that I think that that's evident is transformed.
0: Transformed, yeah. yeah.
1: Transformation. You know, you know what what has Jesus done for you and me? Well, then we hopefully as Christians we should be able to list. You know a lot of things yeah. that Jesus has done for me. The old, you know, in Romans six, you know, the old man's been put away, mm-hmm. and the new man. We well, we're new, a new creation. Well, how are we a new creation? Well, we're transformed. Well, how specifically? Right. So anyway, I I like that direction of the part because that that's personal.
0: It is. We need. We have to repent. We have to be different. We not, We become a, a a new creation ourselves. And I've encountered people that. I think, very much love the church, that have been active, faithful members of the church for a long, long time, that I really don't think they have hardly any relationship with Jesus at all. Like, you just don't see, they don't talk about him, it's not a part of their regular conversation, it's not... And, and maybe maybe they do, and they're just not showing it. But they're all they're all team church. But when it comes to actually loving Jesus, and and, and they're being so the
2: church is a social club more than anything.
0: It's, it's a social club? It's a political party, maybe to them. It's it's a it's well, a group that they belong to. You hit you're hitting on everything. You're right. I...
2: Do we have to share our email after this episode? Because <laughs> I have to check
0: it.
1: Well. Um... You know, I actually I had a guy tell me once at a football, I, I go to a lot of games where I did, you know, a football game. And there was a, a, a person who told me that his his family were members of the church and still are. He just, I said something to him. I said, you know what, I wish, you know, why don't you come? Or so I know we were talking and he said, well, the church is a country club. You mm-hmm. use social club and a political party. But he said country club. And, and you know, he kind of got me on my, my heels for a second. And I kind of, I, dis- I did disagree. But then on the way home, I thought, you know, I could kind of, I try to be have empathy. Mm-hmm. and I. And not be heavy handed. And so I kind of thought about why would he feel that way? Well, maybe go back to what you said, an experience, a negative right. experience. Maybe somebody has really knocked his legs out from under him and, and really caused and never didn't show a lot of compassion that Christ would. So then he, maybe he felt he'd been shut out for some reason. I don't know, but I, I never heard the country club
2: well, I think phrase, the, tag. Well, we keep coming back to is somebody's had an experience a negative experience. A negative experience, and so what uh, we we what we really need to, the, the solution. I guess is what I'm trying to say. The solution is to try to create positive experiences. Right. Um, always be on guard. Don't let your guard down. Don't say things that you wouldn't want broadcast everywhere. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, or post something or post right or post right. something. That's that's a tough one nowadays, folks. And there's commitment
0: there, too. You know, you're not yeah. going to divorce your wife because you came home and she said a careless word to you that hurt your feelings a little bit. I mean, you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> and so you're going you're to work through those things because of your commitment to the relationship. And if we're committed to Jesus, we got to be similarly committed to his church.
2: Yeah, the way the church should work is I rejoice when you're rejoicing. I'm sad when you're sad. I'll help you with your burdens mm-hmm. and vice versa. <clears throat> that's when it's at its best, right here on earth um, if, if we can we can strive harder to create those good experiences and less bad experiences:
0: right. Well, you know we all of times say the the church is a family, and, and that's what we mean by that. Um, but you look around society and awful lot of families, maybe most families are dysfunctional in some way. Churches can be dysfunctional families too. That doesn't mean you throw them away. It means you you work on them. You try to fix those relationships. And endure. You endure. That's right.
1: And you know what family? You know what the acronym family is, don't you? What's that? Forget about me. I love you. I like that. <laughs> Why don't you put add that to the t shirt list. Yeah. Yeah. I also is like that an like Alan Jones original? Not an original. Uh, I. I don't use You're the word. You're keeping it
2: alive, though. I don't.
1: I don't use the word steal. I use an academic word called glean. Right. I glean that from another football coach on a Saturday morning uh, <laughs> at, at, at one of our rivals. He. That's what he said. There you go. I listen, I listen to both sides. All
2: right. Well, you know you're talk, fair and balanced. Is that what I,
1: you're saying? I am. I am. And the spin that's stops probably, here.
0: Uh, those are probably trademark phrases. I don't. Did know. you hear me said the spin yeah, stops heard, here? Yeah, yeah you I, like that? I caught that too. If <laughs> get sued now, yeah, but. that's right. That's, that's address that suit to Alan Jones. That's right. Um. Anyway, you know, thinking about do we do we love Jesus? How, how do we know that we actually have a relationship with Him and, and aren't just uh, committed to the church I think we we need both we need both head and body that go together Uh, back in our heaven episode I asked this question and I think uh, it maybe is a possible litmus test for, for this conversation as well when you start thinking about the things you look forward to about heaven and you start listing in your mind the things that people look forward to about heaven, whether it be you know being reunited with uh, loved ones, a cessation of, of sorrows and, and pains and uh, rest from the hard things of this life. How many things do you list before you get to, I finally get to see Jesus face-to-face? I get to live in the house of the Lord forever. I get to see I get to dwell in the presence of God. How many things do you list that you're looking forward to about heaven before you get to something directly related to God and Jesus?
1: Our answer to that to that your question would reflect our relationship with Christ.
0: Exactly. If if I'm listing four or five other things before I even mention Jesus, maybe my relationship with Jesus isn't what it needs to be. Because that's what I need to be longing to see him. I need to be longing to be in the presence of the father um, that's that's my take on a possible litmus test there.
1: From, you know, for me, I guess, you know, I think about Jesus on the cross. And I know that we, you know, that's stated a lot, that's said a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I think about places like Mark 15, 27 through 30, and I'll paraphrase, I won't read it, but where Jesus is being mocked, you know, there, he's being told to come down and save yourselves. Save yourself. I'm sorry. Save, save yourself. But yet he endured. So for me, that's the transformation. That really connects the transformation for me. His enduring is allowed me to transform. Therefore, my allegiance should be greater, and I should never question. I'm speaking for myself, but I should never question. You know why that we have to. Why do I have to attend an assembly tonight, or why do I have to? you know, be part of uh, the work of our local congregation because that's part of, it's my, I'm living a life worthy of his sacrifice or trying to right. I'm trying. I may not, I will never get there, but I'm trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've actually had, had an older seasoned Christian years ago in another congregation. I was a part of, he, uh, he said, "Alan, show me where it says I don't have to come back on Sunday, where I have to come back on Sunday night." Show right. go ahead, show it. Now, I was a younger Christian, but even then I knew I didn't want to spar or argue with him, but I saw his attitude. You know, he just wanted to and scripturally he was not wrong, you know, but yet I think from a heart standpoint, he was wrong. So don't
0: you do, I don't have to do it.
1: Attitudinally, he was scripturally he was right, but attitudinally, I think he was wrong.
0: Yeah.
2: Have you guys mentioned? Sorry if I checked out. I was looking at something a second ago. Have we mentioned Hebrews ten yet? <laughs>
0: no, we haven't. Yeah, Hebrews ten twenty five. Go ahead and read it for us. Yeah, actually, can you start with twenty four?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Hebrews ten twenty four. So if you're still on the fence about attending services, um, I encourage you to read this, Hebrews ten twenty four and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near.
0: So that talks to the responsibility we have toward the church. Somebody says, I'm not getting anything out of church. I don't like the... I always say, what are you bringing? Yeah, exactly. You 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 have that obligation to, to pour into the church to spur one another uh on to to love and good works. Um so it it's not it can't all be about what I get out of the church. And a lot of churches inadvertently feed this. They they feed this uh consumerist top Customer service. Customer service mindset. That's right. You know, come, we've got these programs uh, for your family and all this, and here, let us show you, you should be a member here because we can meet your needs in in all of these ways. And that's well-intentioned and not altogether a bad thing, but the mindset of church shopping as to, I need to find the church that's meeting my needs the best. Isn't necessarily the the right uh, mindset. Some
1: some of those places will encourage, and I'm not trying to be funny, but they will encourage you to shop, mm-hmm. you know, in their gift shop or in their donut shop or their coffee shop prior to worship, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I mean, that's the whole, you know, they have some, donut shops. Hmm. I don't know if they <laughs> t- holy food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was holy food. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was. I
1: tried to set him up. I was a pretty good volleyball player at one time. Believe it or not, I can I'll set you up. That.
2: Well, we've got about a minute left, but if I if I could introduce a new segment and it's going to be Big Show Joe's tips for a happy life. Okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't I, I, didn't, I just thought is that of that oh, Off the cuff.
1: Are you going to are you going to say cuz I like me? Or what was the guy <laughs> used to
0: do that Stewart
2: Small? Yeah,
1: I like me. Go
0: ahead Joe. Uh,
2: no, we're not gonna I'm do that. I'm smart
0: enough.
1: <laughs> you was kind, you as sweet and you as smart.
2: So I about forgot my point. So here's my point. If you have been wronged, don't give up on your church. Mm -hmm. I think what you have to do, you've got to find the source of whatever ails you there and talk it out. You've got to let this be known. Don't hoard these feelings inside of you, which will ultimately lead to something you don't want. Let it be known. Talk with the offending person, talk with the elders. Uh, go, go through that and work it out. don't just give up
0: yeah you can't you can't give up on the church um
1: i don't i don't I don't have a question, but I'll leave you with a statement I'll conclude okay. my my episode on my side is does the empty pew have a voice?
2: <laughs> is that like uh, go ahead, what's the sound <laughs> of one hand clapping <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the the empty pew does have a voice. It does speaking it
2: does. loudly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess the, the exhortation here is: we want you to to love Jesus, and if you love Jesus, we want you to love the church, and if you love the church, you better be loving Jesus too. It all goes hand in hand. It's it's uh, ought to go hand in hand. Anything else is going to be um, a, a distortion of the the biblical model of of what uh, what Jesus is looking for. So, um, what about you, dear listener? What uh, feedback do you have? What contributions do you have to this uh, conversation or questions you'd like for us to address in, in the future? We want to hear from you. Um, also, we want to thank the elders at the South Green Street Church of Christ for making uh, Soul Training Podcast possible. And we appreciate that very much. And if uh, this has been uh, beneficial to you, we appreciate it if you'd give us a five-star rating and share it, help other people I find the podcast as well and I hope that it will be a blessing to them. So until next time, keep soul training. Time to practice what you preach
1: Yes we do, we've got soul training
0: To learn more, you can email us at soultrainingpodcast at gmail.com or you can write to us P.O. Box 503, Glasgow, Kentucky,
2: 42142. That's soul training.